Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio in Gwinnett, it's time for Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by Computer Design and Integration. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Silver Lining in the Cloud. I'm Dominic Rainey, and I'll be the host today, substituting for Nicole Toptosh, who's out sick. Get well, Nicole. We miss you. Um, and, uh, of course, joining me also is our producer and maybe our co-host today, Mike Salmon. Hey, Mike, how are you doing today? Pretty good, Dominique. How are you? I'm doing great. It's uh, hump day. It's Wednesday. It's hump day. Nicole and I talking about it the other day, and we, we, we think this has become our favorite day of the week. It's because you're here doing your favorite thing, which is host a radio program. You got it. You got it. Well, we've got an awesome lineup again today, some great business leaders in Atlanta from Children's Hospital, from Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. We have Robert Bentley from MRP Design Group. We have Ken Dalton. And from Eastern Data, we have the pleasure of speaking with Whaley George. Welcome all to the show. Robert, uh, why don't you start us off and tell us what uh, Children's Health Care of Atlanta does and what you do. Well, I appreciate it. First of all, thanks, Dominic, for, uh, for having me today. It's great to be here with these other great business leaders, and uh, we certainly miss Nicole, so we wish her well. But uh, Children's Healthcare of Atlanta is a uh, very large pediatric uh, health care system that serves Atlanta and the state of Georgia. A um, couple of key things to know about Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. We really view ourselves as uh, focused on excellence and clinical care. Our goal long-term is that no kids have to enter our doors because we found a way to take care of all our kids and treat all our kids and cure them. And So it's a very uh, it's a mission that we're all very passionate about, from doctors to clinicians to administration. But a few facts about Children's Healthcare of Atlanta is that we are a not-for-profit healthcare system, so we really do rely on the community's support, and the community has been incredibly generous. Uh, they understand that Children's is really a civic asset, and it serves so many families and kids in need. We have uh, 529 licensed beds. We have three hospitals. We have uh, Children's at Eggleston, which is by the Emory University campus. We have uh, Children's Healthcare at Scottish Rite, which is right by 400 and uh, two, uh, 285. Uh, and we have Children's Healthcare um, at Hugh Spaulding, which is right downtown across from Grady. So um, those are our three main hospitals, and we have 20 what we call neighborhood locations, our satellite locations, which are uh, smaller than our big hospitals, but uh, are certainly incredibly busy treating kids more localized to a certain area. In fact, right here in Gwinnett, we've got a very large neighborhood location. We have five urgent care centers. Also, a lot of people don't know this, but we do operate the Marcus Autism Center. Autism is such a prevalent uh, condition uh, in Georgia and across the nation. More and more people are hearing about that, but that's on Briarcliff Road near the Emory campus, and uh, it's the uh, busiest autism, clinical autism center in the United States, so we're proud to operate that. We also have 43 telemedicine locations around Georgia, and uh, we have more than 8,400 employees, and uh, we have uh, well over 6,000 volunteers currently registered with us and growing, so just another um, key fact that uh, is evidence to the support that we receive from the community. Awesome! Wow, I had no idea. I knew there were a lot of locations, but that's overwhelming. That's uh, how do you? And what do you do there, Robert? I work on our corporate staff. Uh, what I do is work with all our corporations uh, in the Atlanta community and the uh, state of Georgia, and all our key foundations. Uh, we work with all of them. Uh, they support us in so many various ways, and uh, 
we've got so many corporations like CDI uh, who have been so incredibly generous uh, with children's. And so it's uh, my job and my team's job to work with all the corporate leaders in the city and state to continue the excellence and care that we want to provide here at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. In all the statistics you went through, uh, did you mention how many patients you guys serve? It's a great question. And um, just these are some stats from 2012 that we, um, that we were just able to finalize. But in 2012, we managed 847,000, just over 847,000 patient visits. Uh, and um, interesting to note that we saw patients from all 159 counties within the state of Georgia. So we see kids from the remotest tip of of Georgia all the way down to the Florida line, but they come to Children's, obviously, because we have the specialty type of care that's needed to help treat kids across the state. Uh, Over 25,000 hospital admissions, uh, outpatient visits, just people kind of coming a lot to our neighborhood locations, well over 800,000 visits. Uh, One key fact that we talk a lot about, just uh, Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, when you think about all the large children's hospitals in North America, like CHOP, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, or Boston, or Los Angeles. But all of those, uh, of all of those, Children's Healthcare of Atlanta is the busiest pediatric healthcare system in the United States as measured by patient visits. So, so it takes a lot of hardworking people, doctors, clinicians, and volunteers to help us treat all those kids. Robert, I, I can personally speak to the experience. It's uh, is a large uh, undertaking, but it's a, it is very it is a you get a personal feeling uh, when you go there uh, that people really care and, and and they care about you individually. I had an experience with my daughter when she was about eight years old, and uh, it's it just took me back thinking about it. It was it was just a wonderful um, organization. Um, can you tell us some of the key initiatives that's going on? at Children's Hospital of Atlanta. Yeah, um, you know, one of the things that you might have seen in some of the media, but um, another uh, key um, that's been in the news recently is the childhood obesity rates. And uh, Georgia, unfortunately, um, ranks fairly low in terms of uh, childhood obesity, and that's uh, a calculation of uh, kids at a certain body mass index, uh, a BMI uh, rate. But um, Children's is... um, in the lower third, shall we say, of the country in childhood obesity rates. So Children's Healthcare of Atlanta took it upon itself to become a leader in terms of childhood wellness, and we really have a program that we call our Strong for Life program at Children's, which you might have heard about, but it's a key initiative that we've been uh, engaged in for the past few years, and uh, it's really gaining momentum. And really what we do in our Strong for Life program is we do a lot of Uh, education and recommendations around nutrition guidelines and activity guidelines and really helping parents, helping pediatricians, helping educators um, promote all the healthy habits that we think kids need to have to reverse this trend of childhood obesity. You know, uh, know, in the news for adults, a lot is healthcare costs. And so we feel, children's, we feel if we can really gain momentum in our Strong for Life efforts and we can um, intervene at an early age and really uh, help kids learn and parents learn healthy habits. Uh, we can help um, get them in healthy weight situations, healthy activity situations, and that way we can prevent a lot of the types of um, conditions that may arise from kids that are unhealthy. So we think it's a really important investment to make in the kids of Georgia, and um, so far we're, we're having some great dividends and seeing some of the childhood obesity rates start to level off and even decline in some areas. So we partner with a lot of school systems. We partner with a lot of other organizations to be able to make this happen, but it's something that we're very passionate about. 
and uh, we've had some good success, and we're going to continue to, to fight the fight so that Georgia can be much healthier for our kids. We're listening to Robert Bentley with Children's Health Care of Atlanta. Robert, uh, speaking of, uh, you know, your national versus your local, uh, what, can you tell us a little bit about some of the comparisons and, and accomplishments? Yeah, I think, I think the thing that we're proudest of, you know, Children's Health Care of Atlanta was formed by the uh, merger of the former Eggleston Hospital and Scottish Rite Hospital, so it's one of the youngest healthcare systems uh, in the United States is when you compare it to hospitals like Philadelphia and Boston. And that was in the late 90s that that happened. So there's been some really incredible business leaders in Atlanta that uh, helped make that happen. And people such as Doug Hertz, who's been our former chair, uh, board chair at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, key instrumental leaders that have um, helped drive children's forward from the late 90s. It's just a short time to where we are today in 2013 for us to be the busiest pediatric health care system in the United States. We also rank in the top 10 in a lot of specialty care areas, uh, things like um, cardiac, um, hemoc care, and a lot of the key areas that, that kids um, have to come and see us for. So we're, um, we're extremely proud of also of our Aflac Cancer Center. We have a tremendous partner in the Aflac Company out of Columbus, Georgia, very passionate about kids and kids' cancer. And our Aflac Cancer Center is just incredible. You all might have heard about our, our radiothon that we had a couple weeks ago and had such great support from the community to support the Aflac Cancer Center. So we're just extremely proud of those accomplishments and our continued growth and being able to treat kids. What additional support is, is, is needed to service kids? Is there something different about children? Yes, I think the one thing that we talked touched on a little bit earlier, I mean, we... Um, you know, in terms of, uh, it's been very traditional for companies and individuals to help support uh, children's cancer causes, cardiac causes, things of that nature. But we really do need additional support in this strong for life area to try and um, generate. The, it's it's a newer frontier for everyone to hear about childhood obesity, but it's going to take some uh, key funding to be able to try and reach all the kids that we need to in the state and deliver programs through the schools and have clinicians be able to to work with kids who have. Um, who may be considered obese and the ability to help um, turn that back. So that's a key initiative that we want to continue to generate funding for. Um, also, you know, we it's there's always a need. We see more and more kids with the growth of Atlanta and the growth of the state that um, our volumes continue to grow every year. And so it's important for us, we think, for Atlanta and the state, uh, we think it's very key to be a pillar of the community that Children's mains, maintains a very strong financial position and for us to do that, we have to continually try and grow um, our, our philanthropic efforts so that we can do more research to help kids, so we can provide more facilities that are going to be needed for future growth. One of our latest uh, uh, facilities that we that is uh, relatively new is up in Forsyth County. Uh, we've got some great folks up there like Beth Bursima, who I know the CDI people know, and and we have land up at uh, Forsyth where we'll have we'll be planning for future growth because that area continues to explode as do a lot of the suburban areas in Atlanta. So being able to uh, fund and help provide for the future growth to support kids in this community helps make it a, a viable business, uh, Atlanta a viable business place to be for attracting employees, retaining companies, and growing all the types of business that we want to in Atlanta. So. Um, but but we've been very fortunate. It's uh, one of those things where uh, we're so grateful for uh, everyone's support, and we hope that that continues. Excellent, excellent. What do you? What's the vision look like for the long term? 
Well, one of the things that we all um, talk about at Children's is, you know, our uh, aspirational vision is that, uh, that, the, that the halls become empty, that, uh, <laughs> that we're able to kind of affect uh, kids and, uh, and be able to um, develop uh, the type of research that's needed and the, and the cures and, the, and all the treatments that are needed to help uh, prevent kids from having to come see us and all the education that's needed to do that. So that's very aspirational that, that uh, hopefully we can uh, – uh, we know that that's probably not very realistic, but that's very aspirational for us. Uh, it's also aspirational for us to try and drive to the other end of the spectrum, the top third in the United States, to help with childhood obesity. We think that that's very critical, and that will help employers in Georgia if our kids are growing up healthier and they're not incurring a lot of health care costs that I know is such a big topic for uh, for employers these days. Um, and I think the other thing that we feel really strongly about is attracting. We're working very hard to attract uh, pediatric physicians, uh, specialty surgeons. Um, as, as there's a lot of um, there's a shortage right now of, of pediatric surgeons, pediatric specialists. Um, so there's much more uh, demand than there is supply. So uh, one of our key visions is to is to grow our ability to have chairs funded to be able to attract the type of talent to Atlanta to be able to treat our kids and serve our kids. So uh, all aspirational goals, but things that we're very excited about achieving. Excellent, excellent. You know, when you think of children, uh, that's really something so special. Wow. Uh, what do you enjoy most about it? Well, or, I think the thing that we all, I mean, the, the, the true heroes, when, when you go in our facilities and see those, you know, the caregivers, the uh, some of our nurses and some of our child life specialists and and our doctors, it's just, it never continues, you know, it never ceases to amaze you in terms of what kind of sweat and energy equity that they put in every day to treat kids and, and how that makes a difference in a family's life. So the most satisfying thing for all of us at Children's, and you'll find most of the people at Children's have such a great passion for kids, that's why they're there, is just to see um, our ability to change a condition, to change an outcome for a child so that they can have the kind of life that, uh, that folks that are completely healthy have, and so it's our—it's something that we're very passionate about—is uh, treating and healing, and providing the opportunity that these kids so desperately deserve. It's really hard to believe that it's a not-for-profit uh, organization supported by you know business and, and individuals. It's—it's it's almost overwhelming to think about that. Uh, what it takes to do that um, day in and day out. Well, we're fortunate because folks like CDI and, you know, there's so many oars in the water with us, so many great, great companies like CDI that help us uh, achieve that vision. And uh, we're so grateful for those partnerships, and we're going to continue to try and grow even more of them. And we appreciate, obviously, the opportunity to be here today, Dominic. Thank you, Robert. We're listening to Robert Bentley with Children's Health Care of Atlanta. So, Robert, tell us, tell our listeners how they can uh, reach out to you and how they can contribute and make a difference to your organization. If they if they've got a, uh, if they want to reach out, they can certainly. Um, our, our website is choa.org, and there's all kinds of information about how to connect. Either if they want to volunteer or they want to give to children's, uh, there's obviously a lot of information on the website. If they're interested in, in contacting me directly, I'm happy to field their uh, their inquiry and would welcome it. It's robert.bentley. Uh, B-E-N-T-L-E-Y. It's like the car I don't drive. <laughs> <laughs> Robert.Bentley at Choa.org. So, Mike has uh, three of those. Uh, <laughs> I know. I, I'm, hoping he, I'm hoping he has a soft spot for me since I at least have the name and he'll give me one of his. So <laughs> anyway, thank you again, Dominic, for, uh, for the opportunity to be here. Thank you, Robert. Great having you on the show. 
Next up on the broadcast is Ken Dalton. Welcome to the show, Ken. Give us some background about MRP Designs and what you do there. Well, uh, Mike, uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to speak uh, this morning, and I certainly hope that Nicole gets to feeling better, and and, and uh, Dominic, uh, really appreciate being here. I guess I'd start by uh, commending Robert and certainly all the work that they're doing there at uh, Children's Healthcare. Uh, he and I were talking just before the show, and uh, my ex-business partner's daughter uh, had a, an affliction of, of cancer when she was a child, and uh, the people there at uh, Children's were just wonderful to her, so... Uh, just to really support uh, all they're doing. Uh, MRP Design Group is a uh, commercial architectural and engineering firm. Uh, we started in 1989. Uh, we concentrate on architectural design, uh, engineering, including structural, mechanical, electrical, plumbing, and civil. We get involved with permitting, bidding, and basically construction documents for commercial projects. Uh, we're kind of considered a, a one-stop resource in the industry. Uh, we're based in Ackworth, Georgia, uh, currently um, celebrating our 25th year in service and typically average about 100 projects, commercial projects, across the U.S. each year. Wow. Over 2,000 projects in the, in the lifetime of the company. That's, a, that's astronomical. Yeah. That's great. Tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, some of the particular industries that MRP Design focuses on. Well, the, the bulk of our work is commercial work, but uh, three main areas that we've concentrated on over the past uh, 24 years uh, includes restaurants, uh, convenience stores and travel centers, and have done quite a bit of retail work. Uh, in all cases, you know, these projects range from uh, brand new ground-up construction to remodels and conversions like with restaurants where they're converting from one concept to another on the same piece of property. Ken, tell us a little bit about some. You mentioned restaurants. Um, who are some of the restaurant clients that, that you're working with? Well, we are an authorized architect for uh, Zaxby's, which is based here out of Athens, Georgia, a local uh, chain that started. Uh, Yum Brands, which is better known as Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, and uh, KFC. Um, we are currently doing corporate work for Wendy's, uh, Dunkin' Brands, Carlson Restaurants, Subway, and locally uh, Popeyes, which is based here out of Atlanta as well. Wow, that's extensive. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we, we've been working the past couple of years as Zaxby's corporate architect, uh, handling all their prototype development work, uh, construction, uh, new construction, remodels. Uh, we worked on about 37 restaurants uh, across the U.S. last year and currently have about 40 projects in progress this year. You also mentioned you uh, do some uh, design in the, uh, in the in the retail space. Can you share some of those uh, details about that aspect of your business? Sure. We have done a lot of commercial facilities, including offices, uh, traditional retail and standalone retail buildings, strip centers. Uh, two uh, particular clients that come to mind, uh, Aaron Rents, which is based here out of Atlanta, a national retail rental concept. Uh, we worked on about 60 sites for them about two years ago across the U.S., uh, basically 8,000-square-foot retail buildings uh, built in various states and cities across the U.S. Uh, cool Smiles is another example. Uh, actually, uh, Cool Smiles is a concept that does uh, child uh, dental uh, work, and we were fortunate to work on about a dozen and a half projects for them uh, in various spots here in the U.S. as well. 
extensive coverage. Ken, uh, Ken Dalton, we're listening to Ken Dalton with MRP Design Group. Uh, so you also do some work in the, with convenience stores and, and travel center industry. I mean, you guys are covering it all. Can you tell us a little bit about the convenience store and the travel industry? Yes, I can. Uh, actually, the convenience store and travel centers industry is where we really started. Uh, MRP Design Group was actually formed out of a manufacturing company that did a lot of work in the uh, petroleum retail industry. We did modular buildings, uh, convenience stores, uh, modular buildings of different types. And uh, basically, we've worked with just about every major oil company out there. Uh, Amico, uh, back in 2007, we were selected as the corporate architect for the AMPM stores here in the United States uh, for BP Petroleum. Uh, and then we've worked on projects uh, all over the U.S., including a, an interesting project out in Oregon. We actually worked on a, a travel plaza out there called Arrowhead that was actually owned by an Indian tribe that had a, a full-blown McDonald's with a drive through attached to it. So it was a kind of an interesting project. Uh, uh, more recently, uh, back last year and, and continuing into this year, we're actually working with a natural gas client that is building retail facilities uh, throughout the U.S. to build a network for natural gas fueling facilities, uh, mostly dedicated to uh, truck service right now, but I think their intention is to, is to roll it over into regular car traffic as, the, as it continues to develop. Can you walk us through a typical project, some of the services that MRP Design Group does uh, on a typical project? Give us some insight there. Yeah, well, it varies from, from client to client, uh, certainly, but uh, a typical walkthrough would, would certainly be starting off with the owner's initial goals and, and their specific requirements for a site, uh, looking at a particular piece of property and the survey for that property, trying to determine what would be a good site layout, building placement, building size, parking, parking count, uh, landscaping, entrance drives and exit drives coming in and out of the facility. Uh, once we've got that developed, we'll kind of focus in on the floor plan development for the building itself. We'll sit down and develop uh, where the restrooms and the various operations within the building are going to be arranged. Sometimes we're working with prototypes, and we're just dialing those into a specific site. But uh, once we get the floor plan developed and then we develop the exterior elevations, Along with the site layout, we have kind of an overall picture of what's going on with the uh, with the facility. Um, from there, we'll do a little bit of permit feasibility report research that enables us to take a look at the project and find out what the local requirements are going to be and how those might impact the potential development. Uh, from there, we move into architectural and engineering services, including the architectural, structural, mechanical, electrical, plumbing, uh, and then... Once we've got that put together, we'll sit, uh, we'll put together the permit sets that will go to the uh, permit officials, uh, work with the local municipalities on behalf of the clients, uh, bid the project usually concurrent to that, and then roll into construction coordination once the project actually gets under construction. Ken, I was going to jump in with a question. When, when you're designing these places, whether it be a convenience store or a restaurant, are there some secrets that you might be able to share as far as for a C store, a convenience store, where people might buy more? So if, if you design the store this way or a restaurant, if you design it a particular way, people might buy more, eat more there? Well, it's, that's a very great, good question, Mike. Uh, it, it just so happens that uh, for years, the petroleum industry, for instance, uh, margins, and you wouldn't know it by looking at the current gas prices, but uh, gas prices have gotten where margins are tighter and tighter and tighter, and uh, predominantly 
uh, companies that are still in the convenience store business are making money by utilizing those inside sales. And a big component of those big inside sales is a lot of the self-serve items. And if you look at more your more current-day convenience stores with the racetracks and quick trips and people out there, you'll notice that the uh, self-serve operations have become a bigger and bigger part of what they're doing in those stores. Uh, and, again, it, it all ties back into, uh, into profit. Uh, the second aspect of that would be uh, the, the coolers and freezers. The, the coolers, it doesn't seem like they can have too many cooler doors in these things. We used to put, you know, 9, 10, maybe 12 on, in a big store. Now they do, you know, two, two and a half times that many. And, and I've noticed the convenience stores, they're, 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 they're bigger, they're, they're, they're brighter, more lights, they're a lot more glass and, and airy, uh, you know, just, just a, a more welcoming feel. Yeah, I think the, the industry as a whole has, has kind of realized that sometimes less is more. Uh, the old days of having an old store with just a couple of little windows and most of those being filled up with advertisements and neon is not necessarily the good way to go in the retail uh, climate. Wow, Ken, uh, you know, you, you mentioned uh, you've got a cadre of, uh, of clientele when you're talking about national outfits, Aaron's, Zaxby's, uh, groups like that. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about um, how MRP Design works with uh, these kind of clients on a, uh, across the U.S. on a national scale when, you, when they're looking at uh, a broader picture of, of, of experience there? Sure can. Uh, I guess two examples would be, uh, number one, with Zaxby's Restaurants, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, basically, we've uh, worked on probably about 150 stores for them over the past couple of years. Uh, and those stores range from uh, as far west as Texas and probably as far north as Indiana. And Zaxby's is, is one of our uh, key clients. They've, they've been a very good company to us. They're a local company uh, based out of the Athens area. And uh, we're really excited about their uh, success. They they actually have about uh, almost 600 stores uh, across the nation and, and continue to be expanding. Uh, the other example, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Aaron Aaron Rents, again based out of here out of Atlanta. We did about uh, you know about 60 stores for them across the U.S. in various spots. And and basically the approach is the same. But I think uh, where we really excel is our experience in working with a, a multitude of municipalities and, and virtually every city and every state and every local county has specific requirements they're looking for. So we're, we're very adept at, at kind of plugging into that information, doing some research, both Internet-based as well as old-fashioned phone calls with the permit officials when we can get a hold of them and uh, going over those sorts of things. So do you drive cross country in a convertible? Because you got a great tan. <laughs> uh, no, no, I've been I've been pretty fortunate. Uh, we're we're able to use in this technology age uh, the phone and the uh, internet and email seems to do a really good job for us. <laughs> he actually drives in his Bentley, Dominic. <laughs> convertible Bentley. Yeah. His convertible Bentley. Yes, <laughs> they cost more. Yeah. Yeah. We're listening to Ken Dalton, MRP Design Group. Ken, uh, with all the uh, commercial expertise and experience. Uh, is the industry rebounding? Has you, have you seen a difference in, in the commercial build? You know, do you, is, is, are we feeling a difference out there? I, I think we are. Uh, we've got kind of a mixed bag right now. We've got some of our clients who are very optimistic and very geared up towards expansion, almost looking at these slower times as being a great opportunity to get out there, get in the industry, and kind of make a punch. Uh, an interesting uh, uh, piece of information a little research, uh, Dodge, which is a big 
uh, reporting uh, for the construction industry expects 2013 to have about a 6% across the board increase in terms of construction. And again, that would include both residential as well as uh, commercial uh, construction work. So, Ken, uh, what is, uh, what's your silver lining in cloud? Uh, what, what, what makes MRP a, a good company to do business with? I think it's three main points. Uh, number one, I would probably say, would be our experience. Uh, with the staff we've got, we probably represent literally a couple hundred years of professional experience, and we put that experience to work virtually every day for our clients. Uh, number two, uh, we are a mid-sized firm. Uh, but that enables us to work both uh, large and small. We've worked on national building programs, and currently I'm working with uh, someone up in Dalton, Georgia, that's looking to open up a bakery who has virtually been working out of their house that's looking at opening up a retail space. So we can basically go from from a first-time builder to uh, a national chain and, and kind of do all that uh, and have that. And then number three, um, me, the principal, myself, um, I have a personal involvement with all the clients, uh, not necessarily a day-to-day on every particular project and every item, but I do maintain contact with virtually all of our clients. And uh, in a di- as opposed to talking to a construction manager or a project manager, uh, I have clients that call me on a daily basis, uh, be it at the office or on my cell, and I like uh, being involved actively in the projects that we're, we're working on. So how can I and our listeners learn more about MRP Design Group? Well, uh, number one, you could visit our website. It's www.mrpdesign.com. You can call us at 770-917-9172. Or you can look us up on Facebook, LinkedIn, and even Twitter. And again, I'd like to just uh, thank uh, you, Dominic, and Mike, and Nicole, Although she couldn't be here today uh, for your time. Excellent. Thank you, Ken. You've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by Computer Design and Integration, CDI Managed Services. Next on the show is uh, Whaley George with Eastern Data. Whaley, good morning. Good morning. Tell us about your company and what you do. Well, first of all, um, Dominic, I want to thank you for inviting me here to join these distinguished community and business leaders and um, and I joined them in sending out our sentiments to uh, Nicole and wishing her well. Well, Eastern Data, since 1997, a certified minority-owned business, I should add, has been the value-added provider of and a trusted advisor for building high-quality, customized, and integrated IT systems, servers, and computing solutions that are the lowest-priced, offer the greatest quality, and are quickly delivered to our customers from our 54,000-square-foot facility right here in Atlanta. Additionally, we offer quality IT systems and supplies from leading suppliers including HP, Microsoft, Lenovo, Intel, etc. We average over $25 million in revenues during the last three years, and currently we are the second-largest distributor of Microsoft software products in the South. Whaley, what's your uh, differentiation? There's a lot of comp- uh, hardware you know, companies out there. What's different about you guys? Our mission, uh, uh, Dominic, is to be a premier provider at a profit, of course, of quality integrated IT systems and supplies delivered to federal, state, local government, 
and SMB business and technical decision makers that gave them the confidence of knowing that their immediate investment will support both their short-term and long-term goals. To achieve this objective, we form strategic partnerships with various technology manufacturers and vendors and serve as a trusted advisor to acquire and integrate our vendors' IT products to form a total solution for our customers. We also, we also offer a 29-member staff that is individually skilled in various technology systems, for example, wireless, surveillance, storage, servers, and computers, and embedded systems. Another unique differentiation for us, we are situated on a 54,000-square-foot facility, and we are capable of providing asset tagging, imaging, and warehousing. We, we, one of the things we do to implement all our processes, we offer a three-step strategic process. Discovery, value assessment, and solution recommendation to support our customers. Let me explain how it works. In step one, which is discovery stage, we work with our customers and prospective customers to identify their top business challenges as it relates to technology. Once we've identified that top business challenge, we move on to the value assessment process. In this step, we'll understand our customers and prospective customers' current capability as well as the customer's perceived value of potential solutions. Then we'll work, the work we do in these stages, in the discovery and value assessment stage, feeds directly into step three, the solution recommendation. This step achieves three goals. First, it provides us a framework of tested and proven models from which our team can customize a specific solution for our customer. Second, it helps us identify other opportunities based on what we've learned about our customers' business challenges and capabilities as it relates to technology needs. The third, it assists us in framing our solution using our partners' products and solutions for our customer. Whaley, uh, that's incredible. Uh, you're you're, you're uh, definitely a company not flying by the seat of your pants. Process and procedures, I love it. And of course, that, uh, that's par for the course in uh, the technology business. You must know what you're doing to be effective in, in technology business. Whaley, what are some of the uh, issues, uh, you know, things that are, are facing vertical markets and how you commit to uh, solving those problems? Members of the SMB market have similar requirements for their uh, IT infrastructure. They're highly fragmented and many different types of customer issues as it relates to technology. Say, for example, in the educational vector, 2012 was the year that higher education moved off Solaris uh, servers. Universities could no longer afford to support Solaris and homegrown applications. They have been moving to package applications. They needed the type of systems that can accommodate the types of applications in use today. As a trusted advisor, we use our three-step process to identify the specific needs that they have, we assess the value, and we recommend the solution. Another example might be the healthcare providers, uh, like Robert, mm -hmm. what he does. Now, 
2015 is the target deadline to comply with meaningful use. That's a strategy in the healthcare market. I will explain that later. They need a no-miss IT refresh to clean rebates and avoid penalties. Again, here we employ our three-step process to provide them the confidence of knowing that their immediate investment will support both their short-term and long-term goals. Now, what is meaningful use, you might ask? Meaningful use is a set of standards defined by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services incentive programs that governs the use of electronic health records and allows eligible providers and hospitals to earn incentive payments by meeting specific criteria. The goal of meaningful use is to promote the spread of electronic health records to improve health care in the United States. The benefits of meaningful use, complete and accurate information, better access to information, and patient empowerment. Now, we come in and we employ technology products that can achieve those goals for our, our health care providers. That's how we make money. It's all about that. <laughs> Bottom line. Yeah. Bottom line. Whaley George, we're listening to Whaley George with Eastern Data, Inc. Whaley, what are some of the software, hardware, and systems uh, that are unique to your targeted vertical market? Uh, outside of Microsoft Office and the Windows operating system, we only specialize in computer hardware and surveillance systems and embedded components. Our hardware systems include desktops, servers, notebooks, and tablets, embedded components, hard drives, memories, network adapters, routers, switches, and some surveillance systems, which are uh, DVR and cameras. Mm. Mm. Who are some of the key vendors and OEMs that are currently in this space? I can only tell you about our strategic partners. For example, we are Microsoft Gold Partner, and we market over 45,000 copies of Microsoft operating systems annually. And we are currently ranked number two in the southern United States. We are also an Intel Platinum technology provider with over 10,000 units of Intel CPU sales annually. Additionally, we are a diamond reseller for Western Digital Storage Units. We market over 50,000 uh, 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 hard drives and over 30,000 units of Kingston memory from our direct account. Our other strategic partners include Asus, HP, Cisco, Netgear, Lexmark, Mitsubishi, Philips, and Lenovo, which is a division of IBM. Yeah, I know it's easy to get some of those certifications and uh, sign up for those relationships, but it's uh, difficult to keep them. Yeah, uh, to keep them, you gotta you gotta sell their products. <laughs> you gotta sell the products. You gotta have uh, specialists within your company who will continue to get those certifications, update their skills, and uh, yeah, to maintain the stuff is how I gotta take a lot of tests all the time. <laughs> Is your company uh, qualified as a small business? How do you guys stack up? Yes, we're a certified small business. We're certified by the city of Atlanta. We're a woman-owned business certified by the Women's Business and National Council. We're a minority business enterprise certified by the Georgia Minority uh, Supplier Development Council. We're Asian-American-owned. As a matter of fact, our CEO is an Asian-American. So we're Asian-American-owned business certified by the Asian-American Suppliers Council. Uh, what's your spread of business? Is it, uh, you know, uh, government versus commercial? What, what's the, what's the, we the spread to, there? Well, we, we did significantly well in the commercial space. Now we've moved on to, uh, as a matter of fact, I was brought in to open up the federal and state and local market. That's one of the reasons why they brought me in um, 
sometimes last year, I think it was around June or July, so that I can strategically open that market. So we're doing, well, we're doing fairly well in that space right now. We are uh, geared up now to receive our GSA certification. I just completed all the requirements maybe a couple of weeks ago, so I was given 14 days to, to get that GSA number, and I can't wait. There's a lot of paperwork, huh? It's How a lot of take? paperwork. It takes, uh, you have to be determined. Uh, you have to be focused. It's a lot of paperwork, but it's worth it. I believe it's worth it because you have to identify uh, certain areas which are your strengths. They want to know what. They don't want just anybody. They want somebody who can meet the needs of uh, our of the federal customers that they, they have. So, yeah, we, we I, I don't mind doing the paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't mind taking the orders either. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Whaley, uh, how can our members... Uh, uh, of our audience get in touch with uh, con- contact you and get in touch with your company? There are four ways you can contact us. First, the more traditional way to contact us will be to visit our 54,000 square foot facility located at 4386 Park Drive in Norcross, Georgia. The second way to contact us will be through our website, www.ediatlanta.com. Or send an email to me, whaley.george at ediatlanta.com. The third way will be through our toll-free number, 1-866-327-8168. Or by calling 770-279-8888. My extension is 118, by the way. The fourth way will be to use snail mail to Eastern Data. It will be to Eastern Data, Inc., 4386 Park Drive, Norcross, Georgia, 30093. Either way, you would get me. Thank you, Whaley. (laughs) Thank you. Hey, uh, you've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud, where we talk business to business. A special thank you to our guest today, Robert Bentley from Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, Ken Dalton with MRP Design Group, and Whaley George with Eastern Data. We appreciate you all for being on the show. On behalf of Nicole Toptosh, I'm Dominic Rainey with Computer Design and Integration, CDI Managed Services, where we work with companies to maximize their investment in IT infrastructure and cloud solutions and support. On August 27th, CDI Managed Services will be hosting a lunch and learn seminar on how you can build a better business in the cloud, and that will be located at the Rome Business Center in Dunwoody. To reserve your seat, please contact Nicole at 770-542-0059. To listen to this show and other Silver Lining in the Cloud broadcasts, go to our silverlininginthecloud.businessradiox.com. And until next time, remember, when it comes to IT solutions and computer support and cloud solutions, CDI Managed Services is your Silver Lining in the Cloud.